right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. F that. You don't got time to say. All right, let's go. Crank it. Crank it, Glenn and Cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Hey. And on today's show, we are guestless. Guestless. I feel naked without guests sometimes, but oh. not today. Not today. That's good. Uh, we have a KU mailbag coming up in a little bit of time. So we have the listeners as guests. Exactly. Exactly. Each and every one is its own specific guest. Uh, we also have the guests of our trivia contestants True, coming up yeah. in the 4 o'clock hour. Absolutely. We have a lot of those. Yep. Three trivia matchups. So six guests going to join us in the 4 o'clock hour. And then... Uh, Florida Man Mad Libs in the 5 o'clock hour, which we have a guest, Sam Speck, who will come in yep. to do that. So maybe we have more guests than uh, I remember. See, there you go. Have a cup half full mentality. Awesome. I don't feel lonely Instead anymore. Instead of half empty. Good. Good, good, good. Uh, so it was announced today, Andrew Slater, who we talked about a little yesterday, said that Mackenzie and Baco between Kansas, Indiana. Announced today on Twitter, he will be announcing on Friday. We don't know when. Okay. But it will be Friday. Dude, yeah, Okay. Can we just send an open letter to these guys and say, hey, whatever day you're going to announce, please give pick time. a time, dude. Like, what, it's not rocket science. You get 24 guesses, 24 hours in the day. Pick one of them. Pick a, pick a time. Pick a time so that people like you and me, Derek, don't need to feel stressed about when the news might break. Mm-hmm. Is that too much to ask? Am I being too harsh? Am I being too... Too needy, too, uh, I don't know, too grumpy about this? No, I, I don't think you are. I, I, I like having Thank a time, you. and then it could build up the hype, and everybody's like, oh, I got to be here to watch yeah, exactly. this, right? exactly. So what this tells me, though, because... there's two ways you can look at it. If you don't pick a time, it's like, then people got to spend the whole day, like, paying attention to your crap and, like, waiting sure. for you to, you know. But if you pick a time, then it's like the anticipation is there. Everyone is, like, excited about this one specific time, Right. I think that what this tells me, like for the people who are going to give a set time, they're going to do like an Instagram live or a video or ESPN, whoever they're going to right commit on. If you're not going to give a time, I envision it will be like the Hunter Dickinson thing, which is like a video just randomly drops on Twitter, where it's like, okay, but this you, is could where still, you could still announce the time you're going to do that. I agree. It'd you be kind. Say, hey, It'd be kind. I'm going to tweet a video on Twitter of when I'm going to commit at this time. Well, and here's the real future us problem. On Friday, we have a very short show. Yes. We are out at 3.50. KU Baseball is going to be playing tomorrow and Friday at 4 o'clock, 3.50 pregames. We already have a bunch of trivias we have to get to both days, which who knows if we'll even get to all of them. Um, It would be nice to know (laughs) if we will be talking about Mackenzie and Baco on Friday's show or if he will be announcing at like 5 o'clock Friday, to which we won't be able to get in anything until Monday. Agreed. At that point. 100%. You know? Yes. That would be nice. That would be. Because then we can know for sure, like, hey, we're going to do this or we're going to wait until Monday, you know? And listen, these are very important problems that people need to be aware of that you and I have to deal with. Yes. Very real problems. Yes. Very, very real problems. Absolutely. 100%. Um, 
I in the same vein of of how Hunter Dickinson committed to KU and it impacted the team not just in terms of them being better, not just in terms of, you know, being somebody to help Dewan Harris or whoever you want to talk about helping the shooters on the team. It also had an impact to Zuby Edgefer transferring away. And I think it'd be interesting to go through right now before he makes his commitment what possible impact Mackenzie and Baco picking KU could have. Both positive and negative. Positive and negative. Uh, let's just start with the team aspect. Makes okay. them better. Yes. Easy yes. said. Easy He's done. A top 10 recruit. Yeah. Good shooter. 6'8, 6'7, 6'8. Good fit. 3, 4. A position that Kansas still kind of needs right now and instantly elevates them to from a you know top three team to maybe the best team, mm-hmm. maybe number one. Okay, boom, done, easy. Makes them better. That's the that's the hard hitting analysis. Underlined, bolds, right. highlighted. Makes them better. All those things. 100%. Yes. Yes. So, what are the drawbacks? Are there um, any, are there any drawbacks? Well, I think it it more so has to do with in the same vein of the the one drawback for Dickinson was it led to Zuby Edgefer transferring and. If you were to go back and tell yourself, oh, you can have Hunter Dickinson, but it means Zuby's gone, you're still taking Hunter Dickinson. Correct. It's going to be the same way here with McKenzie and Baco, but I guess that's the question to me. Does it change anything? I think part of it depends how he is utilized. Well, who would leave? Well, let's get to that. Let's take this kind of bit by bit. If he's utilized as a three-man more than a four, I, I think he'll probably be used as both. Yeah, I mean, I lean primarily for Kevin Flaherty yesterday. I thought had a really, really interesting answer to this. Basically, of saying like maybe he starts as a four guy, but their best lineup might be something else later down the road. Yeah. So, or starts as a three guy, and then the best lineup is maybe when he's a four. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I I feel like you'll play him at both. But let's say it, it ends up being he ends up playing more of the three, so you can play more of KJ at the four and, and Dickinson at the five, whatever. Okay. At that point. You feel pretty good about that Dewan Harris, Elmarco Jackson, Arterio Morse. Those three guys are probably going to take up the bulk, if not all, of the 80 minutes at the 1-2 and two position. Probably. Maybe you can talk to yourself into Nick Timberlake playing a handful of minutes. Maybe you can talk yourself into Chris Johnson and Jamari McDowell playing a handful of minutes. But realistically, it's those three guys. Yes. So now if you're talking about the the three position... um. You're already at a point where Nick Timberlake's giving you anywhere between 15 to 25 minutes a game. For more than likely, yeah. Right? And then you're talking about Mbako is playing, right? If it's his primary position, then you might be talking Mbako 25 minutes at the three, Nick Timberlake 15, and now you have no minutes left at the three for Chris Johnson or Jamari McDowell, who are two of your four-star recruits coming in. Which means if he mostly plays the three, I think... The, the reverberation of this would be, what does it mean for Chris Johnson or Jamari McDowell? Well, if you look at what happened with Zuby and Hunter Dickinson, could mean that one of those guys might decide, eh, you know what, I'm probably not going to play that much. See you at Kansas. Sure. Right? I mean, that's exactly what happened to Mbako with Duke, basically. Right? Like, all of a sudden, all these guys from Duke announced they're coming back, and that was like, wasn't that one of the reasons why he, he decommitted from Duke in the first place? Yep. Was that he Bill realized Pauski back, Mark yeah. Mitchell back. Was that he realized that he was going to be like fourth, fifth, sixth fiddle on a team with a bunch of freshmen who were coming back to be sophomores. So that's kind of why he left in the first place. So like wouldn't that then wouldn't you then surmise that yeah, like a Jamari McDowell or Chris Johnson, here comes Mackenzie Mbako, 
okay, well, now I'm not going to play. Mm-hmm. Might as well decommit and go somewhere else. I think that's the part of the transfer portal that maybe doesn't get talked about enough. Or I guess, I don't know, because like, this isn't really because of the, it's not really because of the transfer portal. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say there is a highly touted freshman recruit and he commits somewhere. But then that team lands a transfer or a guy announces he's coming back and then he leaves, right? And Baco is the first to do that. Is it crazy to think that that's going to be something that's like commonplace where at least one or a couple of like the top 10 to 15 to 20 recruits in the country is going to do this thing where they commit somewhere and then the offseason hits, a guy decides he wants to come back for his sophomore year or, you know, his fifth year or whatever, or, uh, you know, a Hunter Dickinson esque transfer goes to that school at the same position as that as that five star recruit. I don't think I that's mean, a, is it crazy to think that happens more often? No, I, I don't think so at all. And and maybe even, you know, kind of building off that, like, would it just be crazier if less commits or less recruits committed early? Right. If more of them wait till the spring. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Okay, so that's if he plays the three. Could it have an impact on, on either of those guys? Yeah, and obviously maybe. with like the Chris Johnson thing, there was already like I don't know if I want to call it smoke, but like there was already like that weird social media thing a while back. That that was kind of like a one-off. I don't really know what if anything really came of that. Sure. Or like what what was up with that? So like okay, maybe yeah. If he wants to play the three, maybe Chris Johnson says bye. And to be clear, I don't even know that Chris Johnson is a three. I think he's more of like a yeah, isn't combo he like, guard, isn't he like six four. Yeah, but I guess if you're playing Timberlake at the three, that's the same size there. Like this, this seems McDowell is like more of actually. He is a more like real wing. Yeah, um, he's the guy that, from a positional standpoint, would probably be the one that gets shoved out the most. I guess. Sure, but I also think with Chris Johnson, maybe the expectations for Johnson are higher than McDowell about being an immediate playtime guy. Yeah, if I'm just picking between the two, but I don't yeah. know. McDowell no, might I feel mean, the same way. Johnson's a higher rated recruit, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah, although it's it's a little closer now that they uh, redid the rankings. But anyway, um. Okay, if he plays at the four, if he okay. plays at the four, I guess first things first, the biggest impact could be KJ Adams. If he plays at the four, who starts? Who would be your pick? Because I know this is a big, you could ask 10 KU fans and probably five of them are being <laughs> like, you're an idiot. KJ Adams is going to start. He's a returning starter. Bill Self doesn't bench returning starters. And then the other half would be like, yeah, but McKenzie and Baco is a top 10 recruit. He's a perfect fit for the team. I don't know if KJ can shoot. And it, it will cause major division among KU fans. What? <laughs> Uh, stake your claim. I think to start the season, KJ Adams will be the starter. I feel I feel pretty confident in that. And either Mbaka will be the three, or maybe even Mbaka will be coming off the bench, and it'll be like Timberlake at the three to start the season. But again, kind of going back to like what from the Kevin Flaherty conversation we had yesterday, which you can hear on the Best of RCSD podcast, he kind of talked about the idea of maybe KU starts the season with that lineup of. KJ at the four, Mbaku at the three, but then they kind of over time they shift uh, because he talked about there's precedence for that under previous Bill Self teams where they may start the year with a certain style and then over the course of the season as they kind of learn more about what they have, they morph into a more efficient type of lineup. I think that's potentially something that could happen in this situation. I think KJ, I'm like I'm like 99% sure KJ is going to be the starter to start the year. Whether that's whether you believe that's right or wrong, I just think that's probably what's going to happen. No, that's how I view it. Again, it's like how often does Bill Self But it, but I mean, would it be crazy to, to think that lineup, right? 15, 15 games into the season it's Mbako? 
And then no. CJ's off the bench? No, I don't think so. Yeah, what if what if the early part of the season, because it's just not flowing, it's not a free-flowing offense, you don't have enough shooting out there, and then by the time you get to conference play, it's like, all right, KJ, you're going to be our super sub the rest of the way, and Mackenzie and Baco, we're going to start you at the four. And then all of a sudden, yeah. they reel off this run of success, and they're like, well, it was just a better fit, and KJ is just like a really good teammate, so he's handling it well. Now, the question to that would be, you know, if if it is if it is Mbako starting over KJ, obviously this wouldn't be something that would probably affect this year. But if Mbako starts above KJ, does that rub KJ the wrong way at any point this season where he would want to transfer next year? Or like this, it's such a fine line because if Mbako ends up being good enough to start and usurp he KJ, probably go to probably the be a one and done, and then KJ is just like, okay, well now he's gone, so I'll start anyway. You know? Yeah, I yeah the with the KJ stuff like. But if it, it just it like would piss like him off, he probably would not leave KU. I I think that's that's like the sane take to have here. <laughs> Is that a good way to put it? I think so. Um, uh, I guess it's not out of the question in this day and age in this era. But but like, listen. I mean, this is a dude that has literally attacked every challenge that he has faced with like just this insane tenacity. This insane mental and physical fortitude of like just almost this like I will not be denied type mentality I mean going from the four to having to play the five the whole year last year winning most improved player in the big 12 for and, and while playing a new a, a new position like I, I don't I don't think there's anything that would stop him from like just being like I'm just gonna go out and you know be me and do what I do mm-hmm and I and I think it's pretty obvious that he really loves KU, really enjoys playing for KU. So I don't know. It I it would take I think it would have to take something crazy where like and I don't even know I don't even know how this would happen to the point where he would be playing like five minutes a game, which doesn't make any sense because he's definitely in your top seven rotation. Yeah, and that I so think it's that's, like, I don't even know how that's possible. I think that's the important thing that we're, we're going to spend, whether it's KU fans talking about this, us talking about this, we're going to spend a lot of time probably over this offseason discussing this if Mbako comes here. Who's going to be the starter? And even once we get to the season, right, does this guy need to usurp that guy or whatever? It probably doesn't matter at the end of the day. Because I kind of what? agree. Mbako, if he starts, he might play 20 minutes at the four, and then he might play five to 10 minutes at the five. And guess what? If KJ's coming off the bench, he's still going to probably at that point play 20 minutes at the four. Maybe he plays five minutes at the five, and he's still getting 25. Like, whichever well, one of I, them starts. Yeah, and I think I think because of this last season, it's still getting 20, like, 25 minutes. Exactly. I think because of this last season, it's going to be like, well, if he's the starter, then that means that he's going to be playing 35 minutes a game. Well, that only happened this last season because KU didn't have any production from their bench. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think maybe some fans might be like, oh, well, if he's a starter, 35 minutes a game. That's probably not going to be the case this year because you're looking at going seven, eight guys deep of players that are, have, are either proven or are very, very highly touted players that you expect to be contributors. So it's not a situation where it's like you have your five and then like your sixth man is Joey Esifu who is like kind of inconsistent hit or miss. Like going into this season, the expectation is going to be you're going to have your five starters, and then you're going to have minimum two or three guys off the bench that can be high-impact guys, whether that's Mbako, whether that's KJ Adams. But to your point, like it doesn't matter, right? If like like you said, one of them could start, the other one could be coming off the bench, but they might they might end up playing like 24 and 22 minutes respectively. Yeah. 
So it's like at that point, who really cares? Exactly. The minute uh, there's enough minutes, I guess, there to go around. But yeah, that that would be something. And then if if like, I, I guess so. Maybe that wouldn't be the discussion there. Let's say though that he's behind KJ Adams, or even if he, you know, I I guess at this point is in front of KJ Adams. But what if he's in front of KJ Adams, but he doesn't have a good enough year to go pro or he comes back for another year, you know, at that point, does KJ consider it? Maybe. Um, but I think the biggest guy, I think then you're, you are looking at Hunter Dickinson. Oh, I see what you're saying. Cause you can move KJ to the five. Yeah. If Hunter Dickinson's gone, Dickinson's gone. That's a good point. Um, but I think with, with maybe the biggest impact there would be Marcus Adams. So Marcus Adams, um, has already kind of said he wants to be a one and done, which that's not unusual for incoming freshmen. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, everybody's got to say that. It is like, what it is. If you want to be a good player, you just say that. Even right. if you don't think it's true, even if anybody thinks it's true, it doesn't matter. You just say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be in the NBA next year." Right. But I think. Okay. Cool. Sweet I th- guy. Yeah, I, I think the KU staff, and this is how I view him too, view Marcus Adams as this guy with a lot of tools, a lot of talent that he could be an, an eventual first round draft pick but maybe in like two to three years, right, a- after being in the program a little bit of time. But if he sees it as being like, no, I'm, I'm trying to get out of here in a hurry, what happens if Mackenzie Mbako is behind KJ and then KJ is the starter this year, comes back next year for a senior season, Mbako, because he was the backup, didn't have a good enough season to go pro, so now Mbako's back. Plus Marcus Adams. And now if you're Marcus Adams, you're going, both these guys are back in his sophomore year? At that point... Are you transferring? Maybe. But then again, you could also vote if your Adams is like, okay, but then after this year, both those guys are gone. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough in this day and age. Like, in this day and age, even with a guy like KG Adams or even, like, someone like Dewan Harris, like, you want to be like, okay, 100%, this dude's never, ever transferring. But, like, I don't know if you can definitively say that for any player. You know what I mean? In this day and age. Like, as crazy as that sounds. I don't think you can just be like, blanket statement, this guy's not never leaving. Yeah. I don't think you can say that about anybody on any on any no, I don't think so. any program no. in the country. Which is, I guess, on one hand, kind of sad, but that's how it is. I, I think. I I think it's true though. You almost go into every year just being like, it's a one year thing, and we'll rebuild what we have to rebuild. We'll pick up who we have to in the transfer portal. We'll get what freshman we have to. And so and maybe and this I conversation is a moot point for that. And reason. I know there's a lot of people that that maybe don't necessarily love that. Yeah. And I think we've maybe touched on this a little bit. You know, wondering about how. If this sort of transfer portal time period, if it's going to be like this once we get done with like the COVID stuff, once we get done with like guys having that extra year, or if it's going to be kind of, if it's going to be kind of just contained a little bit, you know? No, I think that's a very fair question. I will say though, as we've been going through all these different names and going through all these guys of like, oh, if they add in Baco, how does that affect this guy? Do they, they feel like they're being overcruited? Do they leave? I think everybody we named would be a future transfer. Like, if, if they viewed this as being unhappy that, hey, you're bringing in this guy, now I'm not going to play, I think it would be for maybe next offseason. Could be. Because, again, everything I just said there, like, if you're Marcus Adams, you're already coming in going, oh, I'm probably behind K.J. Adams this year. Maybe he doesn't actually think that because I mean, the competitor listen, like, in you. you know, but, you know Rice I mean. comes in as a freshman, leaves after one year. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I mean, if But he didn't guy, leave before the year. No, yeah, I know what you're right. saying. Yeah, right. So, like, Marcus Adams, Jerome McDowell, Chris Johnson, like, those guys, maybe they just come in for this year and... Either it's like an MJ Rice thing where it just doesn't really click for him or whatever, or maybe it's a playing time thing where they can't get on the floor at all. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, I'm, I'm out of here. Whereas with like Zuby, it's like, oh, I went from possibly getting 10, 15, 20 minutes a game to now getting zero. 
You know, whereas with Chris Johnson or Jamari McDowell, they might right now, it's like, oh, I might only get zero, five, ten minutes a game anyway. I'm probably going to get that same thing if Mbako comes, right? With with Marcus Adams, it's like my opportunity could be next year or in two years. I don't know that that changes. So maybe this is more of a future thing as opposed to the Hunter Dickinson one, which did but have a, an immediate impact. Everybody's so impatient, man. Everybody wants to play now. Yep. Which, listen, I get it. Yeah. No, you don't play if, if that's what you want to do. But, Go you for know, it. I personally am the most patient man in the entire world. <laughs> Nobody is more patient than me. Yeah, Mr. Patient. That's what everybody calls him. He's Nick Springer, the patience king of the world. I'm Derek Johnson. Patience savant. Let's get to uh, KU Mailbag coming up next. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back in to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. RCST trivia comes at you at 4 o'clock here. On the show, we uh, also will get to Florida Man Mad Libs coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. We're supposed to have High School Baseball City Showdown between Free State and Lawrence High tonight at 7 o'clock with pregame starting at 6.50. But uh, yesterday we were supposed to have that too, and the weather ended up pumping that away. So it's supposed to be tonight instead at Hoagland. But uh, Nick and Matt Llewellyn are supposed to be on the call of that game should it end up happening. All right, it is uh, that time of week. We get to another KU mailbag on RCST. Let's start off with this one from Ben. If you could add one past KU bench player to this team, who are you picking? Okay, so I have a couple questions about this question. Okay. First question. And what if it's like a guy who was a bench player but then became a starter? Well, then you get him in the version that was the bench that player. That was the bench player? Unless, or does it have to be somebody who was a career bench player? See, like, that could they that, have, that is then, why I had questions. And then we the get question. into the question about... Can they start any games? Or if they even start one game, are they eliminated? See, this is why I had more questions about the question. I think that it... Oh, man, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, Let's just base it on they had to be a like, career bench think? player. I want to do career bench career player. Career bench player. Yeah, because I don't want to be like... like hmm, for instance, I'd be like, oh, give me Svee Mikhailu. He His first two years, he was off the bench. You know? Okay. But then he was a great shooter. But no, I want to do career, so I can't pick Svee. I want to do career bench player. Okay, so here, who So they can. They the could name? have started. They could have started. But they can't have, like, consistently started. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. You just kind of know it when you see it. So if you lob a name out there and I, I don't agree, I'll tell you no. Okay. You want, okay. But First yeah, okay. The name that so I thought of was Darnell Jackson. I think he counts as a starter. Did he start too many games? He started on the title team. Every game on the title team. Did he really? Yes. Oh, never mind. Then. He was a bench player before then, but then Sasha Khan gave up his spot. Um, so you can't take, take him. Which, by the way, why would you want Darnell Jackson? They already have enough bigs. I don't know. I was just throwing it in. Just, uh, good, just good, I mean, he's probably. a good player. Um, I'm having a hard time thinking of bench players. Well, career, the career part makes it more interesting. Again, if you're taking out the career part, there's been one player in the history of KU who has won the Big 12 Sixth Man of the Year. It was Sharon Collins. Um, I forget if that was 06 or 07 or 07 08. I think it was 07 08. Um, so if you're going, again, if you're not just doing career, if you're just doing an individual season of a bench player, you're taking Sharon Collins and you're being like, oh, great, we have another shooter who's a shot creator, right? Okay. Um, but I what think. What if you took like Christian Braun off the bench? Yeah, again, that would have to be a, a non career run. But I keep going back to the idea of like, I think it should be a career bench player. So do you take like a career bench big man? Like, do you take like a Jamari trailer and just be like, we have another body now Mitch at Lightfoot. the center position? Sure. Do you take a Mitch Lightfoot who you know isn't going to have to be like a, somebody who gives the coaches headaches or is like, why am I not getting more playing time at the end of the bench? Right? That would make sense. And, and you could probably use another center body now that what about gone, just in case of injury. Jalen Coleman Lance. 
Yeah, I like that one too. He was not a problem for the coaches. Experienced guy. You need shooting. Only, only started one game, so I think yep, that counts. I think he does count. Jalen Coleman lands would be a great answer. Honestly, if okay, let's say hypothetically, Jalen Coleman lands comes in, Nick Timberlake comes in. Who would be viewed as being like the guy who's going to start at the three? I feel like it has to be Coleman lands, right? I think so too. He did a power he five level. It, yeah, he did it at a higher level. That's not a knock against Timberlake. So if you bring in, so I think that, but I think that's further reason why Jalen Coleman lands might be the answer there. Because you're talking about a former bench player who yes. would come in and possibly start. Yes. And then you'd have both him and Timberlake to really just like, you'd always have a shooter on the floor at once. Correct. Yeah. So that would work. What about, um, this would probably give, this would probably may not be great for Bill Self's health as, health as he's trying to recover from all the stuff that happened. But Brandon Green, just another shooter off the bench. That would not work. <laughs> <laughs> just from like uh just give me Jalen Coleman Lance. Okay, yeah. Like if you're even gonna if you're ever gonna mess with that, just pick Jalen Coleman Lance. Yeah, I mean that's probably fair. I, I think but Jalen Cole either way you're getting a good shooter. I would argue Brandon Green probably a little better, but way less of a headache with Jalen Coleman Lance. So yeah, you're taking Jalen Coleman Lance at that point. I feel like are we missing someone who's like a career bench player? Um It makes it tough because usually the guys who are bench players at the start end up being What about like a was like a was Connor Tan like a starter? Yeah, it was last year for Same the twenty twelve like team. Morningstar? Yeah, you can't choose either of them. I think that's the answer. I think it's Jalen Coleman Lance. I mean, it just is a good fit with the shooting. Okay, this one's from Silas. Maybe is this Silas? Silas and Maddie? Silas and Maddie's listening to the show. Uh, Silas, for KU to reach nine wins, this is obviously a football one. Who's a player who has to break out? Well, for KU basketball to reach nine wins, <laughs> they need. Uh, <laughs> they just need. I don't know. They they need half the players to not like just leave the team randomly. Okay. Wait. I okay. Think- wait. Is, is KU's? I, I, I'm sorry. This this what? created a hypothetical okay. in my mind. Yes. Is KU basketball? If hypothetically their bench team right now, uh, who would you like to say is their starting team? Do you want to go nine- with Arterio or do you want to go with El Marco? Arterio. Okay. We're going with Arterio at the starting two. So that means the bench unit for KU right now. We're going with El Marco Jackson at the one. Chris Johnson at the two, Jamari McDowell at the three, Marcus Adams at the four, Ernest Uday at the five. Okay. How many games is that team winning? In the Big 12? Yeah. They're winning nine. I don't know, man. Four freshmen? Wait, wait, are you talking about, like, specifically conference play? Are you talking about, like, the whole season? Uh, Because they're winning nine games. I should say, where do they finish in the Big 12? Yeah, they're winning nine over the total because they're going to beat some, like, you know, bad teams in the non-con. But, I mean, four freshmen and a sophomore who didn't play a ton. What? Seventh? That's too high. Ah, the Big Twelve is really good. I don't know. That Seventh might not too be. High? A, that might not be an NCAA. I mean, they have Bill Self. It might coach, be. Though. Yeah, it might be. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's probably a tournament team because of Bill Self. <laughs> they win nine years. Anyway, the football question. Okay, the cop out, easy answer here is Jalen Daniels. If Jalen Daniels, and again, it like he, I guess he broke out last season, really. But you're saying so. But like, what if he like elevates that to another level and does it over the course of a whole season? That would be considered even breaking out even more, right? Would you agree with that? I think so. Yeah. Although so that's that's kind of the cop out. I think there's a part of me that be like, well, if the quarterback plays well, then they're going to win nine sure. games. I almost feel like the breakout, quote unquote, for Jalen is just to stay healthy, though. And I don't know that's how what much I'm saying. Just to do what he did last season, except for the whole season. Yeah, and but maybe I, and I don't know how much that is. I I don't know. That's kind of an interesting question. Um, I'll throw somebody out there. Uh. I, okay, I want to kind of say Logan Brown. If he breaks out and he looks like a first-round left tackle, I mean, now you have a road grader and a guy protecting Jalen Daniels to keep him healthier. That would be good, but I, I want to go on the defense because the defense yeah. to me is the bigger, yeah. bigger that question was my, mark. That was going to be my second answer. Yeah. 
So you can I would say guys. any of the D linemen. If any of the D linemen just like if Jeremy Robinson just goes crazy, I think it's fair. And Jeremy Robinson guys. would be. I think Jeremy Robinson and Tommy Dunn would be the two that I would highlight the most to possibly break like, out. I don't know with the transfers like. You know, I don't know. Maybe but. it's hard to say a transfer is a breakout because yeah. you haven't seen them play before. So what yeah. are they breaking out from? No, I, you know I what I mean? Yeah, hundred um, percent. You could say the one the linebacker. What if like Rich Miller or Taiwan Berryhill turned into like an all conference level linebacker? That would completely yeah. shift that position for you. Yeah. And then I would kind of in the same vein of what you're talking about with with Jalen Daniels of like at least maybe taking that next step, even though his would be you know just avoiding injury. What about Kobe Bryant? What about taking the next step from being all Big 12 corner to being like all American, like, and he has like Aqib Tlaib six, corner? Seven you know? interceptions. Yeah, and a, bu- yeah. a cu- bunch of pick six. He's locked down yeah. and yeah. allows you defensively to do it, just basically have a guy on an island every play. That could help. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I just got to. Mm. <coughs> Not okay. Excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, I think the I think the cop-out obvious answer is Jalen Daniels. My second option would be one of the D-linemen. I think that's good. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll say Jeremy Robinson though, just for uh, just for sake of picking a specific name. If we're going with a D lineman, okay. This one from Chris. Why did Nick Schwert miss his RTST trivia matchup? Mm, this is this is an interesting one. Uh, allegedly, he set a quote unquote a bunch of alarms and was like away from his phone. I think is what he said. Yeah, it was so it was during the draft. Nick obviously works in Kansas City. The Chiefs were hosting the draft. He was very busy. A lot going on. I had even texted him a reminder earlier that day to make sure that he was going to make it. He said everything was good. Um, then I didn't hear from him for, I don't know, hours after the, the competition was supposed to happen. And yeah, he just said he it blew his mind and he had set alarms, but he was like away from his phone, something like that. So um, wow. yeah, I don't know. Take it up with him. No passion. Uh, this one from Tanner. Do you think the transfer portal is hurting JUCO recruit recruits? This is an interesting question. Uh, my knee-jerk reaction is probably no, because I don't really know how it would like what I guess what makes it different that it would hurt them. Well, I think basically if you're a team and you're like we want to bring someone on who's more experienced and playing at the college level, why would you, you might go to the look for the JUCO levels, but not anymore? Yeah, like at this point, like in the past, you go for JUCO levels, but now maybe you'd just be like, no, we'll just take this I guy who we don't have to worry I about. I guess from like the Kansas perspective, like besides like Tyon Grant Foster, they don't, they're not looking for JUCO guys anyway. No, for Kansas. So I, I guess maybe for like a smaller program. I almost view this as more of like a big picture thing. I don't think this is about okay, Kansas okay, specifically. Yeah. Uh, I guess from like the big picture, smaller program stuff, like maybe, maybe, you know, you're a small program who gets too big for your britches and think you have a chance to land some more experienced other power five guys and so you under recruit juco guys or you don't recruit juco guys that you might have looked at in the past so i guess that hurts them in a way but that just leads to those guys getting opportunities pitching somewhere to really shine yeah i i think it's not having an impact on football that's for sure like i'm looking at the top juco commits for 2023 yeah number one is the guy from hutchinson county and malik he's going benson to, and he's alabama. Going to alabama number two justin jefferson alabama number three is going Wait. to Another Justin Jefferson? Yeah, he's a linebacker this time. <laughs> uh, Oregon, South Carolina, Memphis, Oklahoma, Michigan State, Virginia Tech. Like, you go down the list, and, and I mean, with Juco recruiting, like, now maybe it's affecting the depths of it. Like, the top guys are probably still going places. But, I mean, a big deal about, like, with Juco is sometimes people who end up at Juco's, this isn't the case for everyone, so I don't want to, like, overly, you know, generalize here. But a lot of times, players who do go to Juco, you've seen the shows, like The Last Chance You. It's guys who 
maybe they didn't make it grade-wise at a previous stop. And so for a team, they're like, well, do we want to deal with that and trying to get this guy eligible, or do we just go and get a player from another you know, Power 5 or non-Power 5 school where we know they're eligible right away and we don't have to worry about that side of thing? I, I think it probably does impact it. I'm, I'm looking at the basketball one, and it's not as good of a list. Like um, Mississippi State, UAB, Missouri, Cincinnati, Mississippi State again, UAB, DePaul, St. John's, UNLV, Oakland, Montana State, Utah, Grambling State, Tulsa, Washington State, so I guess Jacksonville. Maybe. Those are Central Michigan, Northern Colorado, UT Martin. Those are all top 51 JUCO recruits for basketball. So I guess maybe in basketball – when you can get a guy that's more impactful of your program, like the top schools maybe aren't looking there as much because they think they can get a guy from another Power 5 school or from another something yeah. like that. But I guess the question that I have is, because I'm, I'm trying to think through in my head, like how often were there JUCO kids going to Power I mean, 5 and basketball Foster's anyway? the only one for Kansas. It definitely was and happening. I don't think it was happening very that's much a thing. at other programs either. No, and, and whereas with football, it always has happened because a lot of times guys who end up at JUCOs, they defected from like a Power 5. So they have that level of talent. So... I'll be honest, I, I don't have a great answer for you here. I would imagine yeah, I would it say, is hurting it a good amount, but if you're that good, I think people like the Alabama receiver, they're going to find you, and you'll end up at a good place. Yeah. This one from Phil. What KU people, so coaches, players, celebrities, alumni, etc., have the top three have top three approval rating among KU fans right now? Mm, okay, this is an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I think number one right now today, May 10th, 2023, is obvious. I don't think it, I think I'm gonna have a different answer than you. You think so? Yep. It's got to be self. I don't think Still so. Self. I think it's. Jason How does he not Vegas. have number one overall approval rating right okay. now? Okay. So Jason, he just had the greatest spring recruiting run ever. Jason Sudeikis. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves Ted Lasso. I, I understand. It. Yes. He doesn't have a negative about him. Everybody's no, I, just like we love Jason. Sudeikis. He is at 100. No, percent I, I get it. Yes. I, I get it. I don't think Bill Self's at 100. percent I think I think Sudeikis is definitely like the highest floor. Like, over the most people that are going to like it. Okay? But how can you not say self right now? He just completed literally the greatest spring recruiting run ever. Because, again, if you're asking approval rating, it's yes or no. I think 100% are saying Jason Sudeikis. Yes. If you ask KU fans. There's probably one person out there who has a bone to pick right, Jason. All right, fine. 99%. If you ask Bill Self, the answer is going to be 90+. plus. I think there are going to be some people who are upset about the roster turnover. Some people like it. It's going to be a small section. But it, there's going to be some, uh, there are Terry Morris stuff with the off the court, right? Like, why are you oh, bringing yeah, him sure, on? Yeah. There's going to be some people that it's still going to be 92% or something on the approval rating. But I think with Sudeikis, it's 99 or 100. Okay. You think it's Sudeikis? I do. I do. I've never watched Ted Lasso. But, well, whatever. Okay. That's wrong of you. Um, what? No, that's not. It's, I mean, I'm just saying. No, it's just wrong of you. I'm just telling okay, you. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, Lance Leipold, I think, would have a really good one. Yeah. yeah. I could almost argue Leipold's would be Over himself. Self. Maybe. Right now, yes. Yes. Right now, yes. Um, would donors, would there be any specific donors? I mean, you just paid a bunch of NIL money for Hunter, Nichols, or Hunter Dickinson. You got that somewhere. Yeah, but those are anonymous. Yeah, generally. so it wouldn't be them. Unless it was like David Booth. Paul Rudd, yeah. Paul Rudd always has. Yeah, people love Rob one. Riggle. But then again, with Paul Rudd, the last Ant-Man was kind of a flop, right? I, I didn't see it. I, don't know. I didn't see it either, but I'm pretty sure it didn't end up making Dude, money at the box w- office. You don't even want to get me that. started on the Avengers crap. <laughs> Okay. We don't need to, but I'm just saying with Paul Rudd, maybe this isn't as hot as he was, right? So maybe his would be... Rob Riggle's always hot, though. Rob Riggle's always hot with KU. People always like him. Yes. 
but what has he done? What what have you done for me but lately? It doesn't matter. You know? It doesn't matter. People always like him. Uh, any like specific athletes? Jalen Daniels. We're not thinking of Jalen Daniels, Daniels would be really high. Yeah, really good. I mean, really gregarious kid. Uh, can we count? Big Jaylen, smile. Can we count Jalen Wilson? He'd probably be pretty high. Yeah, I guess he's still technically in school. Probably, maybe. So is he? I don't know. He's probably, probably in the combine. Probably not. I don't think he is in school. Don't um, count him anymore. Okay. No, but yeah, at that point he'd be an alumni, so he'd still count here. Okay. Yeah. Jalen Wilson. Yeah, Jalen Wilson Daniels. would be up there. But again, you might have people, you know. Oh, you only lost in the second round. Like, I'm gonna, I don't know. Be mad that okay. it might hold him in the low 90s or that you know something like that. I think my list. I'm going one Jason Sudeikis. So you think Sudeikis is gonna be 100? Yep. I'm going one Jason Sudeikis. I'm going two Jalen Daniels. I'm going three Bill Self. I will go Self one, Sudeikis two, Lipo three. Okay. Last one here from Scott. That's pretty good. You football and basketball coach or yeah have that high approval ratings. If Hawaii hired Nick Saban, or let's say Nick Saban five to ten years ago, would they have a college football playoff appearance by now? No. Mm. I don't think so. Any reason? Care yeah, to I mean, explain? he's not gonna be able to he's not gonna be able to attract the best talent to Hawaii. Why? You don't think that the best coach in college football history Dude, their games are on CBS? Sports okay, Plus but if Nick Saban goes there thirty at night, you realize they're gonna ch- like CBS. CBS, who owns CBS Sports, if Nick Saban is at Hawaii, Their CBS are on the Hawaii oh, wait, on. Student Production Network. CBS okay? is going to Where, say, "Hey, like, wait, hold on." CBS is going to say, "Hey, everybody wants to watch Nick Saban. We're not going to put this on CBS Sports Network. We're going to put this on CBS." If Nick Saban is there, okay. Well, they, they're they're in they're eight hours behind, so they got to play the game at ten thirty p.m. Okay, I think for sure. I think for sure they have one. Um, He's not going to be able to recruit the best talent. I disagree because I think one, you have the best coach in college football, and you have the idea of hey, I get to play football in Hawaii. Dude, you're literally on an island. Literally, yeah, an awesome island. You get to be on a beach. Okay, see, here's your problem. You hate what? beaches, so this is coming beaches. from your standpoint. I don't hate beaches. Also, do you realize how good of a recruiting pipeline Hawaii is? Well, I mean, yeah. Let they've me let me name you the, the schools that the top recruits in the state of Hawaii no, they, are going they've to. They've had some good ones in the past. No, like even this is this year. Okay. These are these are the recruits in in Hawaii. Where, where they're going? Uh, the top ones: Oregon, Texas, UCLA, Utah, Oregon State, Arizona, Utah, Utah, Arizona. Those are the top ten. And then you get outside of the top ten, you still have some like power fives in there with like Arizona and I don't know some some like Mountain West schools okay, and stuff so like that. Okay, so you think that if Nick Saban coached Hawaii. Every single Hawaii high school football player yes. stay in Hawaii. Yes, and play dude. Marcus Mariota is from Hawaii. I know. He's staying there. That's a Heisman winning Man- quarterback. Manti Te- is from Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. They're getting all these guys who are staying there. They're getting kids wasn't, from I California. Mean, I mean, wasn't Tua from Hawaii? I think so. Yeah. So boom, he has Tua too, and he's getting kids from California because that's at least close enough nearby. They're just going to beat every team in the Mountain West. And eventually, after they they have a run of three straight seasons where they go thirteen and zero, the committee is going to let him in. They have a Heisman winning quarterback. I'll say this. He know, wins man. a title at Hawaii. How about that? I'll go a step further. <laughs> he, wins a he wins a title at Hawaii. Eventually. What was the name of that quarterback in Hawaii in like the mid-2000s? They played Georgia. Colt Brennan. They, pulled, they played Georgia in the Colt Sugar Brennan. Bowl, yeah. Colt Brennan. Colt Brennan. Because mm-hmm. he, th- he had the record, I think, for passing touchdowns. I don't know if he still does. Uh, They have another guy, Jimmy or Tommy Chang. Tommy Chang has, like I think, the career stuff. Yeah, Cole oh. McDonald might have had the individual season. Although I think uh, the guy from Western Kentucky... What was his name? Now he's on the Patriots. Blanking on his name. Just broke it like oh, a year Oh, Bailey's ago. happy? Yeah, Bailey's happy. I think he just broke it. Um, but yeah, man. I, I think I think they could get I it done. I don't know. No. Saban, dude. I, he's such a good recruiter. They'd have all these four and five stars from the West Coast. 
kids be wanting to play in Hawaii. But see, I think what the part where you slipped up in your argument is they could go 13 and 0 10 years in a row and they may not even get in the CFP ever. I disagree. Cincinnati made it after doing it like two straight years. I think you have to you have to do it like a year or two, and then all of a sudden you build up some equity with the committee, and then eventually they put them in. Especially because they'd be getting a bunch of four and five star recruits on the team. It's not like some of these schools that they have a bunch of three stars because they would be getting those four and five stars from California and Hawaii. I I think they would be in there. I really do, and I I, I think know. you'd I have think, multiple appearances I, I think and you're a title. Overestimating the likelihood of just all these recruits wanting to go to Hawaii. Again, it is Hawaii. I think you're underestimating the destination Listen, I've never of been, Hawaii. I guess I've never been to Hawaii. And you hate beaches. I'm just a good old boy from the Midwest. Oh. Never been to Hawaii. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. He's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back in. Four o'clock hour here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We have three RCST trivia matchups coming at you on today's edition of the show. We'll have uh, the one seed, Eric Hansey, against the eight seed, Michael Plank, coming up here shortly in the Pella Windows and Doors region, your top right region. Then the Johnny's Tavern region, your bottom right region. You'll have the two seed, Andrew Filer, taking on the seven seed, Skylar Johnson. And the one seed, Justin Nichols, taking on the nine seed, Jess Coffey. RCST Trivia is brought to you by Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, 23rd Street Brewery, River at Print and Skate, Mini Jerseys, Jayhawk Trophy, Homefield Apparel, Sporting KC2, McDonald's, and Mr. D's Auto Wash. In this first matchup, Eric is the one seed. He has gone 17 and 2 in trivia advancements all time, 73 and 3 on questions. That is remarkable. He has the most correct answers. Um, and that winning percentage, too, is just uh, it, it speaks for itself. He has three top three finishes in all three of his years, including being the 2021 champion. Michael Plank, meanwhile, is making his trivia debut technically like this year uh, for basketball. He won his first round matchup, only had to go to the easy round, though. So he hasn't been fully tested necessarily. But we do know he knows his stuff from the football side of things. Now, football and basketball, obviously different. But he was the champion of our football event of RCST trivia. So we have two champions going at it. Eric, the 2021 basketball champion, Michael, the 2022 football champion. And one of our title sponsors is Pella Windows and Doors, which is the region this is in. Next trivia question. What Windows and Doors provider has been serving Kansas since 1957? The answer, your locally owned Pella Windows and Doors of Kansas with six showrooms across the state from Lawrence to Dodge City. Got a Windows or Doors project? Pella Kansas is here, locally owned and proudly serving Jayhawks for over 65 years with Windows and Doors solutions for every home and any budget. Schedule your free consultation at PellaKansas.com. Com. All right, let's get into our first matchup of the day. So this is a 1-8 matchup. Eric Hansey, the one seed. Michael Plank, the eight seed. Battle of champions in the Pella Windows and Doors region. Michael, our football winner in 2022. Eric, our basketball winner in 2021. Michael, let's start with you. Um, you ended up having to... I don't know. You you were in a bracket like we had a lot of of the higher seeds lose the two seeds. I think we had three of them lose in in the first round. We had a couple of the one seeds get upset in the first round. Uh, do do you feel jibbed here that you ended up in a bracket where one of the one seeds did get to get through? Well, I don't know about jibbed, but uh, I mean we're just uh, we're we're just some cannon fodder for Eric here on his way to another title. I'm sure so. Uh, see, you're you're trying to you're trying to soften him up a little bit, Eric. Uh, you're the one seed here, and um, you got through your first round matchup with with a no show. D do you feel like you have a little something extra to prove because of that? 
Yeah, you do. I mean, you always want to get the reps in and, and, and get out there on the court and show what you got. And we, we were uh, not allowed that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some talking on, on a easy first round victory. So, yeah, you, you, you don't want to go effectively one and done. Um, that, that would be uh, something to avoid. I'm curious, Eric, because you, you've been through the ringer here. Um, we hear all the time in the NCAA tournament that the Elite Eight is like the round where it's it's almost the hardest to get through because you have the most pressure. And once you make a Final Four, like at least you have that banner hanging. And if you lose in the Elite Eight, you went basically as far as you could without having that celebration type season. Is there a round like that in in this? Is it is it this round because you start getting prizes moving forward, or would it be later in the tournament? I, I don't know. Do, do you have a feeling on that? Uh, it's whenever I get a T-shirt. How about that? Yeah, I mean it's it's all about the prizes and, and adding the T-shirts to the wardrobe. Um, if, you, if you can show up and pick up another one of those, um, that that takes a lot of the pressure off. And then from there, you're just picking up more prizes and and uh, and more accolades. Well, Michael, you haven't won the basketball awards, but you won uh, a good amount of football awards, including that trophy which you got up there. Eric, meanwhile, has the, the RCST T-shirt on. Uh, Michael, do you have a favorite award that that you've gotten from uh, trivia so far? I mean, yeah, it's the one right above my head here. I just, uh, you know, I was hoping to intimidate Eric a little bit with it. That's probably <laughs> not going to work. So, uh, you know, we'll just try to slow the game down, limit possessions, and, uh, you know, see what we can do. All right. Well, the winner of this one gets a gift card to 23rd Street Brewery, an RCST trivia t-shirt that Eric was referring to. It's a new one this year from River at Print and Skate, and then tickets to a Sporting KC2 game. Uh, so, Michael, you are the lower seed here. You have the option. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? <laughs> uh, we'll go second, I guess. Okay. So, Eric, you're going to be up first. We're going to start in the really easy round of questions. Eric, for you, name any KU coach all time can be a head coach or an assistant larry brown larry brown is right i appreciate you not taking the uh the low-hanging fruit with uh the current guy larry brown won a title in 88 all right michael i need you to name any coach head coach assistant coach but you can't choose larry brown uh, let's do his predecessor, Ted Owens. How about that? There we go. Again, I, I like the uh, not going. That's a little bit of intimidation going at each other. I feel like those are worth extra points. You're not going for the easy one to make like you, your opponent feel like you know some stuff. All right. On to the easy round we go. Back to you, Eric. What ACC school did Kansas beat in the 2018 Elite Eight? In the 2018... That would be Duke. That was Duke. Yep. You make sure you use the time, think it all through, so you don't lob out an incorrect answer there. All right, Michael, back to you. What ACC school did Kansas beat in the 2012 Elite Eight? I think I think it was North Carolina. It was North Carolina. They beat North Carolina in the Elite Eight. That was a fun one. I think, uh, gosh, what was the name of their lefty point guard? He was out for the game. Um, but doesn't matter. Kendall Marshall. That's right. Kendall Marshall. Bonus points for you, Eric. All right. On to the uh, medium round we go. Back to you, Eric. This player was noted in the NCAA's case that's now in the IARP against Kansas. 
But instead of going to KU, he wound up being an All-American big man at Arizona and is now in the NBA with the Phoenix Suns. What's his name? Uh, DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton is the correct answer there. Almost went to KU. A lot of people thought he was going to go to KU, and that would have been fun with that team with uh, all those shooters, Doak, and, and having DeAndre Ayton too. Although maybe it wouldn't have mattered with how much they lost to Villanova anyway. All right, Michael, on to you. This player was also noted in the NCAA's case against KU that is still in the IARP, but wound up instead going to Duke and being an All-American forward there. He is now in the NBA with the New Orleans Pelicans. What's his name? I'm thinking Zion Williamson on that one. That's right. And and obviously, as we all know, Nike does not pay any players. It was just Adidas, as, as we all know. Now, um, okay, on to the hard round. <laughs> now things get a little bit intense, and this is where you can feel the pressure with the T-shirt on the line and some of those other prizes. Back to you, Eric, we go. What seed was Kansas in the 2000 NCAA tournament in which they made the second round? Oh, boy. Was this the year with Kirk and Drew? They were an eight seed. They were an eight seed, and they lost in the second round to their one seed. All right, Michael, this one for you to stay alive and move us to the really hard round. What seed was Kansas in the 1999 NCAA tournament in which they also made the second round? 99, I remember them losing to Kentucky in the second round, but that wasn't the question. Um, I think they, did they play Evansville that year? That would make them a six seed? 10 seconds. Is that your answer? a six seed. Yes, a six seed is correct. And you were right, it was against Kentucky. For Eric, yours was against Duke. I didn't want to add that context in there in case something you guys had to figure out yourself all right we got a fun one two champions and we're going to the really hard round back to you eric in the first round of the 1997 ncaa tournament ku set the school record for most blocks in a tournament game with 13 against what 16 seed well i have no clue that the blocks was going to help me but uh, i believe they played jackson state that year that's right they did play against jackson state and uh jackson state <coughs> was a nice easy win for ku but now you know the blocks thing all right michael on to you and by the way i should uh give you a little clap there for eric that is the first really hard answer somebody's gotten correct this year and we have I've had some that probably surpass really hard and have been like really super hard but that is a big hit for you, and that's why you are a uh, past champion. All right, Michael, for you. In the first round of the 1996 NCAA tournament, Kansas defeated what 15 seed, 92 to 54, behind 17 points from Jared Haas? You know, I just looked at these an hour ago, so I got to sort it out here. 96? Yes. That was the Syracuse year. 10 seconds. Uh, uh, Five. South Carolina. 
Oh my gosh, I I feel so bad for you because the correct answer is South Carolina State. Oh my gosh, I, our, did, I knew it was something like that. I couldn't remember. And unfortunately, because there is a South Carolina, I can't give it to yeah. you. You know, it'd be one thing if you said Memphis State because it is technically <laughs> Memphis or Memphis State. Um, but that's unfortunate for you, man. Uh, so Michael, I I. I I'll say this. We're, we're going to get you an RCST Trivia t-shirt. Uh, you're a past winner. We got some extras lying around for, for football and everything. You obviously proved yourself getting to the really hard round here. Um, I, I think clearly the good news about this is you've earned yourself because you were still kind of an unknown in the basketball trivia, though you did get the highest seed among the newcomers. I think clearly you're going to earn yourself a higher seed line should you come back next year. But will, will you be back for football coming up in a couple months? Oh, yeah, we'll give it another shot again. Uh, that you know that that bug that was a dumb answer. When was the last time a Power Five school was a 15 seed? That was a bad answer. But uh, you're running out of time you know, on the clock. You just lost running out. out there. I had to say something. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll come back for football and uh, and uh, thanks to Eric by the way for uh, working on on the schedule for this and uh, and uh, good luck in the future, sir. Well, Eric, yeah. um, you had to sweat it out. Do you feel like you more than made up for not really having a first round matchup here? I was just going to say, I think I, that, that that makes up for that first round one. I mean, <laughs> you're up against an opponent rattling off not only the seeds, but who they're playing. Um, that's intimidating on its own. It's almost like he's throwing up the zone on you when you're not used to that. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I was going to say South Carolina upstate. I don't know why that mm. was sticking out, but um, that that's a tough answer. I, I didn't even know who the South Carolina state mascot is. So um, yeah. <laughs> tough, tough draw, I feel like. Well, I'm glad that wasn't the answer because I would have had no idea how to score that correctly or incorrectly because I think USC Upstate <laughs> is a school, but I don't know if that's the same one or not. But um, it, it might not even be a school. It might yeah. not be. No, I, I don't know. Uh, well, guys, I, I appreciate it. Michael, like I said, we'll make sure to get you a T-shirt. Eric, you're winning awesome. uh, another T-shirt here, gift card to 23rd Street Brewery, some tickets to a uh, Sporting KC2 game. Uh, good work, guys. Eric, we'll see you next week. All right, thanks. Thanks, guys. Wow, so what What a first matchup. And that's what you expect from two champions. Uh, you know, Michael will be a much higher seed next year, that's for sure. It's funny because, you know, he was the highest seed of, of the newcomers, and part of it is about your past track record. Part of it is when you join. He didn't join at first. He, he I don't know, maybe took a day or two, and maybe that caused him to get an eight seed as opposed to like a six or a seven seed, which is unfortunate. Um, but he'll obviously move up next year. He was also very trepidatious on on how he'd do in basketball he uh thought he was going to embarrass himself i think he said on twitter but clearly did not he knows his stuff so i think michael will make a deep run in uh, a future year of the basketball tournament and obviously he's won the football but eric man heart of a champion continues to move forward he is now uh he went five and oh today he is 78 and, and three on answering trivia questions so uh unbelievable there and that was a, a great matchup to uh kick us off so uh, Eric moves on in the Pella Windows and Doors region. We'll have two Johnny's Tavern matchups coming up with Andrew Feiler against Skylar Johnson and then Justin Nichols against Jeff's Coffee. RCST Trivia brought to you by our title sponsors, Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, 23rd Street Brewery, and River Rap Print and Skate. Did you know 2023 is the 70th anniversary for Johnny's Tavern? So they're going to be having all sorts of specials at your local Johnny's throughout the year. Stay tuned for more details about a 70th anniversary celebration at the original location in North Lawrence where you can be a part of the neighborhood porch. There's now 13 locations of Johnny's from Topeka to the newest store in Raymore, Missouri, 
Missouri. You can eat the Nukaluge pizza, the buffalo chicken dip, the Wilson wings, anything you get there going to be great. And you can try the new blue collar lager beer. You can only get at Johnny's that's brewed by Free State Brewing Company. More trivia after this on Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back in to Rock Chalk Sports Talk and RCST Trivia here on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We have our second matchup of the day, the two-seed Andrew Filer against the seven-seed Skyler Johnson. Skyler has one sizzling 16 in his trivia uh, career so far, three and two in games, seven and two on questions. Andrew, meanwhile, seven and three on games, 37 and seven on questions, and he has two sizzling 16s as well as two grade eights. Once again, RCST Trivia brought to you by Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, 23rd Street Brewery, River at Print and Skate, Mini Jerseys, Jayhawk Trophy, Home Field Apparel, Sporting KC2, McDonald's, and Mr. D's Auto Wash. And one of our title sponsors, River at Print and Skate. River at has screen printing and a skate shop. Embroidery and promotional products are also available with art and logo craze plus their KU licensed skateboards, longboards, paddleboards, safety gear. They have a large selection of shoes and apparel from well-known skate brands, and they can help you out with custom apparel like our trivia t-shirts and trivia hats. Follow them on Instagram at river underscore rat underscore print for the print shop and at river rat skate shop for the skate side, or give them a call at 785-371-1660. All right, into our second matchup of the day in the Johnny's Tavern region between Andrew and Skyler. So three combined sizzling 16s between both of you uh, in your trivia career. Skyler, we'll start with you here. You uh, got by in the first round in a 7-10 matchup, and uh, you've, you've made the sizzling 16 before in your trivia debut, but then you lost in the first round the next year after. Uh, does it feel like you're you're close to getting back to where you are? Do you, do you feel like a better a better trivia man at this point um, in in your third edition of trivia than than when you first entered? I absolutely do. The experience helps a little bit. I just feel like I'm kind of running into a freight train, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, Andrew, uh, you just heard yourself described as a freight train. You, you've made two grade eights in your career. How do you feel about that comment? Like more like Thomas the Tank Engine, maybe, <laughs> but uh, I don't. I don't know. I feel, I mean, I feel good. Uh, having a couple weeks off is nice, um, but I'm the only two seed left, so it's kind of like I feel there's not a ton of pressure on me right now. You know what I mean? So this is you know just kind of where the questions lie, but here to do my best, and we'll see what happens. I guess so. Okay, so as you said, you had a couple weeks off here. Did you do any extra studying in between? I yeah, and the two guys, of course, I did most of with Kyle and Isaac are so much better than I am. So it's kind of just listening to those two talk back and forth more than anything. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, uh, they definitely helped me out. But at the same time, it, I feel like I put more pressure on myself trying to impress those two. So, so I, I don't know. I'm just out here to let's see what happens. <laughs> Skyler, have you done any extra studying between your uh, matchup and, and taking down Tide this week? To be honest, no, because uh, the first time when I made the um, Sweet 16. 16. Yeah. Did a ton of studying on because I don't know too much of the old stuff. And then I got, uh, I think the question was name one freshman. That was when Christian Brown and Tristan Anunwa were freshmen. I just completely blanked. So, no, I'm just rolling with the tide. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the matchup then. Skyler, you are the lower seed. So, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I'll go second. Okay. So, Andrew, you're up first. And uh, we'll start in the really easy round of questions. Andrew, for you, what arena does Kansas play in? Allen Fieldhouse. 
That's right. Allen Fieldhouse is the correct answer there. And the first correct answer for you, Skyler, your question. The floor of the court in Allen Fieldhouse is named after James who? So basically, what's James' last name? Naismith. That's right. James Naismith, the uh, father of basketball. That is the court name. All right. Off the really easy round, we're going to move up to the easy round. Back to you, Andrew. Name this Jayhawk who recently transferred into the program from Michigan, and his last name starts with a D. Uh, Hunter Dickinson. That is right. Hunter Dickinson. That is uh, talk around the town. We've had plenty of uh, talk on that here on the show. All right, Skyler, your easy question. Name this Jayhawk who played his freshman season last year as a sharpshooting wing. His last name starts with a D. Brady Dick. That's right. Two guys that both have that in their last name as well. And uh, now we move up to the medium round of questions. Back to you, Andrew. What Syracuse player nailed six threes against Kansas in the 2003 NCAA title game, two more than the Jayhawks did as a team to help the Orange come out on top? Uh, forever one of the most hated people alive, Jerry McNamara. <laughs> that is right. That is right. Uh, Can't stand uh, my co-host no, Nick. Seriously. My co-host Nick asked me if his name was pronounced Gary, and he said, "What happens if somebody <laughs> pronounces it that way?" And I was like, "Trust me, it won't happen. They'll know." They'll know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so Jerry McNamara, the answer there. Yeah, you might have thought Carmelo Anthony, but no, it's Jerry McNamara. Okay, Skyler, for you to move us to the hard round. What Memphis player scored a team high 22 points? for the Tigers in the 2008 National Championship game against Kansas as a veteran. Keyword veteran. Uh, Chris Douglas Roberts. That's right, Chris Douglas Roberts. Again, it's the same kind of thing. With Jerry McNamara, you'd think it's Carmelo Anthony on first thought, just for the star of the team, but it was McNamara. Memphis, you'd, you'd think Derrick Rose, but yeah, the correct answer was Chris Douglas Roberts. All right, moving up to the hard round of things. Back to you, Andrew. In the 1995 NCAA tournament, Kansas was upended by what four seed, 67 to 58, in the Sweet 16? Uh, 1995, I think, was Virginia. Virginia is correct, and uh, yeah, I mean to hold a Roy Williams scene to 58 points. That is classic Virginia, even prior to Tony Bennett. Okay, Skyler. Pressure's on to move us to the really hard round. Your hard question. In the 1996 NCAA tournament, Kansas lost to what other four seed, this time 60-57, to 57, in the Elite Eight? Uh, 96? Yep. Elite Eight? Yep. Mm, dang it probably wrong here but i'm gonna go with arizona yeah it is unfortunately one year off they lost arizona 97 the 96 one was syracuse syracuse got them again in 96 i think kansas was the two or the three that year and played a four seed syracuse in the elite eight uh so valiant effort by you skyler you fall just a little bit short here thoughts on on your trivia here in uh 2023 your, your path um it was a blast i just basically knew that prior to you know 
year 2000, 2001. I didn't, didn't know too much. So. Would you have That's known the, fault. would you have known the 1995 one that Andrew got? Uh, no. Andrew, no. would you have known the 1996 one? Yeah, yeah, that was that's something that I'd hit really hard. I I could tell you a lot of the losses. You start asking me wins, though, we might get into a little <laughs> bit of trouble. Okay, well, so, yeah. questions worked in your favor then today, uh, Andrew. You are making your third sizzling sixteen, though. Does this one feel better than the others? The same? What are the thoughts? I, I, it feels good. Um, it is. I feel comfortable. I don't know. The last couple of years, I've always said it, man. I'm having a Michelob Ultra right now. Okay, I've always <laughs> it's always been Bush Light before. I'm switching it up this year, I guess. But I, I I'm always nervous. So I, I don't know. Let's just let's just get it and keep going. You know. So feeling well, good though. Well, Skyler, you can have one of those two to uh, think back to your your wonderful <laughs> season, Andrew. Good work, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Awesome. Good appreciate luck. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, yeah. Skyler. See you, man. Bye bye. I love that. Andrew had in the, having the Michelob. You, you can't see it. We're on Zoom, but obviously this is for the radio. Andrew showed us the Michelob, uh, uh, the can. I, I think there is something to that. Now, I don't know how that works. You would always hear about, you know, um, is it like do you have to, if you're going to have a beer during or, or right before the competition to maybe calm down the nerves, do you need to have a beer before you start studying, right, to where you ingrain it in your mind that you learn with one beer? You know, you learn all the KU trivia with one beer, and then when you have your one beer on the day of your competition, your mind just clicks back into action. I don't know how that works. I uh, I, I need to ask Andrew about that uh, next time. But uh, those are two guys who have had good experience in, in trivia. Skyler uh, did really well in the tournament this year. He went 6-1 and one between his two matchups, but unfortunately ran into the buzzsaw that is Andrew Feiler, who's now 8-3 and three on trivia matchups. He is uh, forty-one and seven on questions. He's eight and one this year, and it's his third sizzling sixteen. He is a win away from moving on to his third great eight, which would uh, certainly be a very big deal. Not a lot of people have even multiple great eights, and he's got a chance to get to a third one. Again, this is in the Johnny's Tavern region. He'll be taking on the winner of the three-six matchup between Ryan Goodwin and Ben Wilson. We have another Johnny's Tavern re- Tavern region uh, matchup to finish out the day. It's between the one seed Justin Nichols and the nine seed Jess Coffey, which uh, should be a fun one at the top end of the bracket. Could we have a collision course between the one and the two seed in this region? I guess uh, we'll find out. Once again, the winners of all our second round matchup move on to the Sizzling 16. And for making the Sizzling 16, they'll receive a gift card to 23rd Street Brewery. Great spot to watch all the games. You can check out the outdoor patio. Great food, great beer, great service. And you can check them out in Lawrence. They'll also receive a RCST Trivia t-shirt. Thanks to Riverat Print and Skate. Riverat has screen printing, skate shop, embroidering, promotional products. They're KU licensed, skateboards, longboards, paddleboards, safety gear. And they have a large selection of shoes and apparel from well-known skate brands. You can uh, get your custom apparel like our trivia shirts and hats with Riverat Print and Skate. And Sporting KC2, you're getting tickets to some upcoming Sporting KC2 games. They play right here at Rock Chalk Park in Lawrence. It's the team of next pros for the top team of Sporting KC. It's great for the family to attend. You can go on out and get maybe autographed pictures, whatever, a 10-day family friendly uh, event with 
uh, players who are going to be on the Sporting I mean, Sporting KC kind of needs the help right now. A lot of these players are going to be moving up uh, sometime shortly and going to be making a real impact in the MLS level, so you can check them out now. Uh, for what it's worth, our future prize is upcoming, just to get there. Uh, for those who make the grade eight are going to receive a blue or white number one Kansas basketball mini jersey from mini jerseys. You can get all your favorite KU basketball players with mini jerseys. A t-shirt from Home Field Apparel, KU t-shirt I should mention, which you can uh, use promo code RCST with Home Field Apparel to get 20% off your order. A voucher for a free sandwich and breakfast sandwich at McDonald's. That's one of each. A $14 car wash pass at Mr. D's Auto Wash and auto entry into 2024 trivia. And if you make the Phenomenal Four, you're getting a $50 gift card to Johnny's Tavern. You're getting a Johnny's Tavern hat, an RCST Trivia Phenomenal Four t-shirt, RCST Trivia hat with the Phenomenal Four logo. You're getting uh, from River at Prince Skate. You're giving a Phenomenal Four trophy from Jayhawk Trophy and a one seed in 2024. And then if you make the title game or win the third place game, you get another gift card to 23rd Superary, an engraved water bottle or tumbler, and a $25 gift card to McDonald's. And the grand prize, if you are the champion, you get a big screen TV for from uh, 23rd Street Brewery, you get an overnight stay with a gift card for uh, some some food and drink to enjoy your night out at the Oriad from Pella Windows and Doors. You get your RCST Trivia Championship Trophy and lifetime entrance into RCST Trivia, and you join the annals of Isaac Henderson, Tyler Feist, and Eric Hansey as Trivia Champions, unless, who knows, we could get a repeat champion. Uh, two of those three are still live. All right, on to our final trivia matchup of the day between Justin and Jess coming up next with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. This is RCST Trivia on Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Depend on it. Third and final trivia matchup of the day upcoming here with RCST Trivia on KLWN. It'll be between the one seed Justin Nichols, the nine seed Jess Coffee in the Johnny's Tavern region with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. And once again, one of our title sponsors, 23rd Street Brewery. Great spot to watch all of the game action. You can check out the patio outdoors with the weather heating up here. They've got great service, great beer, great food. You can try the Hank Booth burger with our local legend, Hank Booth, or you can try one of the great pastas or other sandwiches. All the food is is to die for 23rd Street Brewery. Check them out in Lawrence on 23rd Street. Um, so I'm, I'm afraid to say this. Should I say it? You have what, no idea what I'm about to say. I think I know what you're yes or no? I think I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? I think you're going to say, well, every higher seed is one, so I'm going to keep going with that. I was not going to say that. Really? But now you said that. But that is true. I'm glad you did bring that up. It is true. What were you going to say? Well, I'm afraid to say it because I, I think it's going to jinx it if I say it. So should I say it? Well... <laughs> Are you going to say something about the really easy round again? Uh, not quite, but sort of. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Every matchup gonna, we've yep, had yep. so far has gone deep. Yep. The Andrew Wymore-Blake Farrell matchup ended in the medium round, but those were harder questions. Every matchup has gone to the medium or further, and all but one have gone to the hard round, and we've had multiple go to the really hard round. This has been an awesome second round. Yes. Did I just jinx it? As it should be. I mean, you know, the the, the level of competition is increasing. Hopefully you didn't just jinx it. Uh, I, I don't know. What I was going to bring up is the fact that we only have two one seeds left. One of them already advanced earlier today. Is Justin going to advance? Are we going to? Are we still going to have two one seeds standing after today? Yeah, I mean, so? and, and and you're looking at uh, possibly having the one and two still alive in the Johnny's Tavern region. No other region could say that. I mean, you look at the River at Prince Skate region. The one and the two are both gone. In the, in the same three. thing in the 23rd Street Brewery no, region. The, still there. I the one and the two are both gone. Um, and then in the Pella region, it's just the one. So we have a chance for this to be may like maybe the chalk region, possibly. Yes. But if Jess wins, <laughs> wide open again. Wide open, man. All right, uh, let's get into the matchup. 
This is a 1-9 matchup. Justin Nichols, who has gone 8-2 on trivia advancements all time. He is 28-5 on trivia questions and has two sizzling 16s. Chance to make it three today. Jess Coffey, a.k.a. Hawkman, has gone 11-3 on trivia questions. Unfortunately, all three of his trivia incorrect, which, I mean, that's a good winning percentage, have led to losses. And now you have a chance for your first sizzling 16 here in this one. Jess, let's start with you here. Do you like being the underdog in this matchup, or do you hate having to go up against a one seed? I kind of like the underdog. You know, after winning the first round, it's really house money for me. <laughs> well, uh, Justin, I guess flip side to that, you are the one seed here. Do you feel the added pressure at all? Yeah, you know, a little bit of nerves today. Um, we'll, we'll see how we'll see how things go. Um, but but yeah, feeling a little bit of pressure today. I'm sure Jess is going to be. A, good competition for me okay well uh jess you you have the option here do you want to go first or do you want to go second i will go first first up it is we'll start in the really easy round of questions work our way up you need me to clarify anything in the question just let me know all right jess for you what is the name of this for the last name of this former jayhawk Devonte g graham yep Devonte graham I guess technically those are open-ended enough like we had earlier this week that if you think of a different one, it'll work <laughs> as long as they're a former KU player. All right, Justin, this one for you. What is the last name of this former Jayhawk? Sharon C. Collins. Yep, Sharon Collins, the correct answer there. Two all-time great guards, both, who wore the same jersey number. Okay, back to you, Jess, into the easy round. What seed was Kansas in the 2012 NCAA tournament in which they made it all the way to the national title game? I believe they were a two seed. They were a two seed. I remember there was talk from some of the pundits that um, their 15 seed, it was a trendy upset pick with Detroit. They had like a pro on the team. I think Ray McCollum, something like that. Um and it ended up being they got through to the title game, whereas Missouri and Duke is the two seeds lost in the first round. All right, Justin, this one for you. What seed was Kansas in the 2017 NCAA tournament in which they made it to the Elite Eight? It's the one we lost to Oregon. Um, so we were the one seed. They were the one seed. Absolutely crushed the first three opponents. And then Oregon came in, and that wasn't as fun. Sad. Yeah. All right, on to the medium round we go. Back to you, Jess. Brandon Rush led the 2008 to 2008, or I'm sorry, 2007 to 2008 national title team in points per game. But it was what other Jayhawk who led that title team in total points scored? Believe it was Arthur. Darrell Arthur is the correct answer. Yeah, Brandon Rush was coming back off that ACL. Darrell Arthur ended up leading them in total points scored. Okay, Justin, for you, Mario Chalmers led the 2007 to 2008 team in assists per game, but it was what other Jayhawk guard who led the team in assists in the 2008 national title game? So just that one specific game. I know there's two choices here. Um, 
We'll go with Sharon Collins. That's a good answer. Yeah, I'm guessing you were between him and Russ Robb. Yep. Sharon obviously had the one on the uh, the shot to Mario Chalmers, and yes, he was the correct answer there. All right, we're moving up to the hard round. Going to go back to you, Jess. Ochai Agbaji missed one game for Kansas in the 2021-22 season. I think it was for COVID. Who started in his place in what was a 70-61 to win in Ames against Iowa State? Was that Coleman Lands, I believe his name was? That is right. Jalen Coleman Lands, the correct answer. And uh, a good job by Jess the last two rounds just using the last name. That's what all you need, except for a few exceptions. Jalen Coleman Lands is the correct answer. He got the start for uh, Ochag Baji in that game. Okay, Justin, pressure's on now in the hard round. On January 11th of 2022, Kansas started Ochag Baji, Christian Brown, Dewan Harris, Jalen Wilson, and what fifth player? <laughs> On what date? January 11, 2022. I I could be wrong on this, but I believe that was against Iowa State. I can double check that for you here. Um, boy, yeah, January 11th, it was the home game against Iowa State. You have 10 seconds. That's pretty, pretty random. Um, Five seconds. Uh, we'll go with KJ Adams. KJ Adams is the correct answer. That's why it was kind of a random one because KJ got one start last season, and that was his start. It was that right after it was right after David McCormick got benched for Mitch Lightfoot. Then Mitch Lightfoot got benched for KJ Adams. So that was the uh, interesting part about that. That so, was a pure guess, Derek. Well, worked out for you. All right. Well, Jess, I'm not sure that makes you feel any better, but uh, we're moving to the really hard round, and this is where champions are made, Jess. In the 1996 Sweet 16, Kansas took down Arizona after they were fueled by 18 points and nine rebounds from what Jayhawk who came off the bench? Off the bench? Man, I just looked this up and I saw nine rebounds, but I don't believe he came off the bench because Rafe was a starter. Who else was on that? Uh, Nick Bradford. <laughs> Correct answer is B.J. Williams. I don't know if that name rings a bell. It did not for me. Uh, yeah. Okay. Not for me either. <laughs> All right, Justin, you got a chance to come through with a really hard. We've only had one correct really hard so far over the course of this tournament. And if you do it, you get your uh, Sizzling 16 appearance. Justin, in the 1995 second round, Kansas took down Western Kentucky 75 to 70, fueled by a team best 17 points from who? Here it has. Correct answer is Sean Pearson. Another name that. Did not ring a bell for me, but might have for either of you guys. I don't know. All right, we're going to move back down to the hard round. Get back to you, Jess. This Jayhawk guard wore the number four jersey from 1995 to 1999 
and logged 1,055 career points and 485 career assists. What's his name? Uh, Ryan Robertson. Yep. Ryan Robertson, the correct answer there. I think underrated KU career with how he finished just because kind of the forgotten days right after uh, Rafe and Paul Pierce. All right, Justin, this one for you. This Jayhawk guard wore the number 12 uniform from the 1994 through 1998 and logged 1,152 career points with 269 career-made three-pointers. Billy Thomas. You knew that one rather quickly. Did you remember the number 12? Yeah, the, the, the 12 from when you said the first year I had it. Okay. Woo! Head back to the really hard round. Marathon matchup here. Back to you, Jess. Prior to falling to Texas Western in a controversial ending in the 1966 NCAA tournament, what team get, did Kansas defeat in the Midwest Regional Semifinal to get there? Oh, boy, howdy. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm just going to throw out uh, Oregon. I don't know. Mm. Oh, no. Correct answer was SMU. Would have accepted the pronunciation of SMU as well. Okay, Justin, <laughs> on to you. Another chance to win in the really hard round. The very next year, so 1967, Kansas lost in the Midwest Regional Semifinals to what opponent by a score of 66 to 53? Um, I don't know. Um, TCU. Not a bad guess with the Texas team because it was once again, but the correct answer was Houston. All right, back to the hard round we go. Wow, what a game. This is uh, the Syracuse-UConn six-overtime game. All right, Jess, this one for you. Kansas got through BYU in the second round of the 1993 NCAA tournament, fueled by 28 points from this sharpshooting guard. Guard. Jared Hass? No, unfortunately, the answer there is Rex Walters. Oh, sexy Rexy. Yep, sexy Rexy. All right, Justin, this one for you. Another chance to win it. After sitting out a year following a transfer, this guard led Kansas in points per game in the 1994-95 season. That's probably Jared Hass. That is, unfortunately, Jared Hass. That is a crummy way for the questions to come out for you, Jess. Do you think if, if Justin, if, if Jess wouldn't had just lobbed out Jared Hass there, would the name have come to mind for you? Uh, yeah, just because that, I, on the question that you asked just a few minutes ago, I guessed him um, for the for the for that postseason. Yeah, the 95 um, one against uh, Western Kentucky. Already on my brain. Okay, so at least uh, hopefully that makes you feel a little better, Jess, that, that he probably would have got there to begin with. But obviously, if the questions would have been different there, you would have assuming, I'm, I'm guessing, Jared Haas for that one there. Is that correct? Yeah, I had to. I remember looking him up 
couple weeks ago. I had the when he transferred in years wrong. I thought he was. I thought he played on the '93 team. He had to sit out that year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you're right, Justin. If you would have got the uh, question that Jess got there with Rex Walters, would you have gotten around to that one? I would. Another, another, you know, another guy that was a transfer, right? Came came over for a couple of years, and yeah, I I did know that one. Yeah, I think Rex was what Northwestern. I Northwestern, could be wrong on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Jess, I mean, I feel heartbroken for you because again, like. You continue to be put in these just difficult matchups. The seeding just doesn't go your way some of these years that you clearly know your stuff. You do well. Uh, we're we're going to get you an RCST Trivia t-shirt. Um, I, I've been giving out a couple extras of these. You're a loyal listener to the show. We're going to make it happen for you. You went to the really hard round here in this loss. Justin, you're getting a Trivia t-shirt. You're getting a 23rd Street Brewery gift card. You're getting some uh, tickets to a Sporting KC2 match. Uh, good job, guys. Jess, we hope we get you back next year when you'll uh, surely move up the seed line. And uh, Justin, man, continue to show the heart of the champion as one seed here. Good job, guys. Good luck, Justin. Wow, what a great day of trivia. So I didn't jinx it. Man. That's the good news. Yeah, no, that was maybe the best matchup of the day. Also, that means the better seed has won every matchup now in the second round continually. It, it does. Yep, it does. Um, is that the best matchup of the entire tournament? Yeah. Dude, I still think the Brian versus Garrett first round matchup was like that was fun. the best one. Yeah, that because was because it like set the tone for like the tournament. It was just it was great. Like that's the one that sticks out to me the most. Yeah. That was a really great matchup though. It was. That it was, was a really great matchup. Um so I, I have been giving out some extra trivia t shirts. Basically if you if if you're listening, you're like, well, why didn't I get one? Basically, it's if you lose in the really hard round. That that's on in, in the <laughs> second round. If you lose in the really hard round in the second round, I'm giving you a trivia T-shirt. Basically, um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we have- yeah. I mean, shout out to Jess, man. I mean, he he was really really good. Yeah, and uh, I th- it was nice at least that. I, I was going to feel really bad if it was he said Jared Haas, and then that would have led to them. I know to Justin getting it right, but it well, sounds like he probably would have figured it out anyway. And it's so. it's one of those things when that happens where they say the. The wrong because we had this happen last year. I think this happened to Kyle Martin last year against Andrew in the Sizzling 16. That, like, uh, one of the I don't know, Andrew guessed, I don't know, whatever, or, or Kyle went first, I think, and guessed maybe like Missouri, and then that was Andrew's question. Um, and I forget what the questions exactly were, but it's just like it makes it tough because sometimes, sometimes it still could be the wrong answer. Like, I don't know, I. I guess it puts me in a weird spot because it's like in my head, I'm like, well, should I ask a different question? But then it hasn't been checked that it's a good pair for the other one. And it's yeah. like, does that mess with the like? Yeah, because I mean, obviously just crap you know, we try I, to make it to where the right. two questions are similar in terms of maybe their how they are written or the phrasing of them, or right. kind of what they're about, so that it's it's somewhat of a more fair opportunity for both contestants. Like, technically, there's no way I could prevent the first person guessing what the second person's going to get, yeah, you know? So exactly. it just makes it hard. So I always feel bad that it happens, but, like... Uh, so the structure that we do trivia, it's, a, it's not a perfect way to determine who maybe the best is, but it is a fun but way to do it. Neither is the NCAA tournament in real yeah, life. exactly, exactly. So uh, I feel bad for Jess there, but uh, Justin, man... He's moving on. So we do have the yeah. one and the two seed in uh, the Johnny Savern going yeah, on. Yeah, and I I maybe foolishly claimed that Justin was one of the weaker one seeds. I think you had now a losing two left. second round He's or season 16. I don't remember. Um, okay, RCST Trivia brought to you by Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, 23rd Street Brewery, River at Prince Skate, Mini Jerseys, Jayhawk Trophy, Home Field Apparel, Sporting KC2, McDonald's, and Mr. D's Auto Wash. Two hours down to the show, one hour to go. We got Florida Man Mad Libs coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. <laughs> 
This is a Rock Chalk Sports Talk News Alert. Office say this man sold crack to an undercover police officer all while wearing a shirt that said Coke on it. Ever wondered just how crazy headlines can get? And now the Broward Sheriff's Office is looking into this one. So if you recognize the defecating deviant dropping deuces on driveways, give Broward Crime Stoppers a call. Our headline experts have you covered. 42-year-old man was arrested for riding his bicycle on the front lawn of a Naples home and telling a woman inside he was an FBI agent. This is Florida Man Matt Libs with Derek Johnson, Nick Springer, and Sam Speck on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. All right, welcome in to another edition of Florida Man Mad Libs. Derek Johnson with Nick Springer here in our 5 o'clock hour on KLWN. And we're joined once again in the studio by Sam Speck. Let's do it, boys. Week 7 once again. I'll tell you what, you guys did well last week. High-scoring yeah. week last week. Uh, the house uh, did not do very well, so I worked a little more oh, dig- no. diligently <laughs> the to maybe stump the yeah, I think last week was our best week ever. Yes. Good Lord. High-scoring week. Derek uh, did get the victory, 22-19 to 19 in the you. aggregate points. So Derek again in the lead, well, Derek, but not. Not that, much. <laughs> Not that much, though. Nick could certainly take back that top seed. Here's how it works. Again, the first one is only one redacted either phrase or word from a legitimate headline. That's worth one point. Then the next three headlines that we read, it will have two potential um, words or, again, phrases that are missing from there with the upwards of three points potentially that you could make or, again, one per redacted word. So, gentlemen, are we ready for week seven? Nick versus Derek, you ready to go? Oh, absolutely. So ready. All right. So ready. And for you at home, follow along. You can play along as well. Keep store, score for yourself. So this one was actually from our beautiful Sunflower State, gentlemen. A uh, Kansas man, and hopefully none of you have seen this because it was fairly recent. You know how quickly, mm. you know, weird stories spread. Twitter. Nick? For all I know. You never know. It was a Wichita it, man. It was not. So, it was not ooh, me. Was it, it a was, family member? <laughs> I could have been, I guess. Technically. So, excuse me. A uh, Kansas man wearing a blank was arrested for DUI. Okay. Wearing a blank. And we'll get to the three redacted words. Here we go. I know a, a lot of interesting things are probably running through your head now. He was wearing either a shirt that says, Beer Me, a Bud Light can costume, or a wedding dress. He was arrested for DUI down in near Wichita, Kansas. Okay. I, if it's the Bud Light costume, I don't know that he could have fit in his car. What is the Bud Light? What like? I'm trying to think what that even I'm is. I'm just envisioning it's like a styrofoam. Have you ever seen like, like the uh, ketchup and mustard costumes or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I would imagine it's something like that. Oh, okay. Like something it just looks of... like a big beer can on him, but I don't think he'd be able to fit in his... That would be kind of awkward. In his car door, I think. I don't know. I'm not going with that one. Crawl across the, the main console. <laughs> it could be the t-shirt one. The t-shirt one, I I think, just on the surface makes the most sense. It does. The wedding dress one could make the most sense depending on his level of intoxication. I am going with wedding dress. I'm going with the crazy one. I don't know why, but that's what I'm going with. I'm going right, to go so with the Derek Bud Light uh, beer can costume because think about it. Obviously, if he has the beer can costume, he was probably drinking beer. <laughs> Therefore... <laughs> He's probably not sober. That's the one I'm going with. Okay, both locked in. Nick with the costume. Derek with the wedding dress. Here it is, full unredacted. Kansas man wearing a Bud Light can costume was arrested wow. for no. DUI. You said shirt. Uh, no. no, the shirt said beer me. Was I the other. that's what he said, though. No, Derek, no, no, no. Derek is trying to go back and... and I, I, I'm pretty sure you. you said shirt. I, well, no, I'm it pretty is, sure you said shirt. We'll, we'll be able to listen to it after it uh, it gets done there on the best of uh, Rock Chalk Sports Talk. There you okay. go, the podcast. I'm gonna nice go little shameless plug. <laughs> but yeah, uh, by the way, if you did if you did say shirt and you just took credit for it, you lose all your points for the entirety of the... That's just wrong. 
I'm just telling all, you those who are, are you to be the arbiter of this game? Okay, I'm no. Just telling you that is the rule. Sam is the, <laughs> that is the rule. If anybody, it should be. You Sam. lose every point. It would be twenty-two to zero right now. No, you don't get to just make the rules. That's not how this works. <laughs> it's okay. So, off of that, Nick did get uh, the point. So just one point there, but plenty of time. Plenty yeah, of time. One point. Yeah, plenty of time for now. Here. So, let's get into it again. Two redacted, uh, either phrases or words from these upcoming headlines here. Let's go back down to the Sunshine State. Florida man protects his car from blank by blank. So he's obviously doing something, but uh, let's get to the first three, which he's protecting it from. Florida man protects his car from either thieves, a hurricane, or alligators by blank. And we'll get to the second redacted <laughs> phrase in a word. <laughs> you never know, though. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, but do alligators, like, why would they be attacking this this guy's car? That's what I'm wondering. Maybe just damaging or, I mean. But, like, why? Like, you're an alligator. What do you have to do with a car? Maybe his house is, it like, in an unfortunate truck. spot, What if he's though? worried about the alligators getting in his truck bed? Can they climb in the back of his truck? I, Maybe. I, don't I would know. imagine so. I don't think so. They do. They 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 crawl on flat. If there's like a hill nearby. <laughs> or if they just stack on top of each other. <laughs> so, or again, he's protecting his too. car from thieves, <laughs> a hurricane, or alligators. Okay. Hurricanes are common in Florida. Yeah. So that's possible. I think all three are very common. Wait, what was the first one again? Thieves. Thieves. Oh. I thought you said bees at first. I was bees. Like, oh. No, goodness. <laughs> thieves. <laughs> Thievery. Makes sense. But, like, I'm going to go with hurricane. I mean, Florida, you think of hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. Because you picked hurricane, I'll go alligators here. Well, I'm both I was thinking going hurricane, though. Which is the one that you wanted to rule out. The alligators? Yeah. I didn't want to rule it out. I was just I was just simply thinking out loud about why Well, and alligators. I can imagine they could do some damage to, like, your paint job, your tires. I mean, the exterior, just, you know. Yeah, but, like, again. I wouldn't want no, anybody that's, doing no, that. No, I understand the alligators could damage the car. I'm just trying to figure out why would they want to damage the car. That's very true. What, All right, what so. Is their, what's their motive? Here is how he potentially protected his car from blank. So, again, Florida man protects his car from either thieves, a hurricane, or alligators by burying it, burying it under sandbags, wrapping it with saran wrap, or parking it in his kitchen. So, <laughs> again, he either buried it under sandbags, wrapped it with saran wrap, which is primarily a prank, I believe, uh, or parking it in his kitchen. All right, I have a lot of questions here. The problem, the problem with this is my alligator's pick seems kind of bad now because the sandbags one would make sense for hurricanes. Sure. The saran wrap one would make sense for thieves. Would it? Yeah, because then they can't, <laughs> they can't get in the car. <laughs> what do you mean? What, That's so much effort they can't for get in the car. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> what do you mean? It's it's foolproof. How are they supposed to get in? I saran wrapped the teacher's car for a senior prank. And I, really? That's what I thought. I thought it's like a, usually yeah. a prank thing. But uh, again, and how did he get into his car, huh? I don't know. See, exactly. It's not like it was like it prevented yeah, him from ever getting in his car Yeah, but you would know. You'd hear him again. ripping the, you know, you'd hear him ripping it off like... You know, you'd hear it's like a security alarm. But that means he would have to do that, too, to get into his car every time. Maybe he wasn't planning on going anywhere for a while. <laughs> going on vacation, Yeah, maybe? exactly. He's going on vacation, and he doesn't want anybody to steal his car. But then again, he's going to be gone, so if it takes them time and it makes okay, a lot well, of noise, he's not going to Okay, well, he asks the neighbor and says, hey, I'm not taking saran wrap to the, the car. For, in case anybody rips That the is the one I will not be taking. Car. All right, so saran and then uh, uh, get the kitchen one, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't understand the kitchen one. First of all, how big is his kitchen? That's got to be a big kitchen if you even car in. You're asking me. I don't even know. And also to park the car in the kitchen, that means that his doors have, have to, to be big enough. His, he'd have to smash it through his house. Yes. But see, when it implies even to if me he that was he driving like a smart car. See, when it when it implies to me that it said he parked it in the kitchen, that means he didn't crash it. So he didn't go through walls. He 
He angled it in through the doorway. So that you can't it, angle a car through a door. This guy's got to be rich. Pivot. He's got to have like uh, what is it? The the doors that open like both ways. Um, oh, the French, French doors. French doors. He's got to have. You like, can't the fit a car French through doors French ever. doors either. Yeah, you could if it's like a smart car. He must really love that smart car or something. I, I don't know. I, in his kitchen. Again, either Dude, burying that is so it. So absurd that I want to pick. <laughs> it. I'm, I'm gonna pick it. I, the other two answers don't make any sandbag sense. Sandbag makes sand, sense for mine, but I'm going to go with the kitchen one. Like, right, so are you both makes, locking in with the kitchen? Saran wrap makes no I'm sense for alligators. Like, alligators just eat through saran wrap. What, what's that going to do? <laughs> the sandbag's like, sure, I guess, but I'm going to go kitchen also. All right, so both locking in with kitchen. Here it is. Everybody locked in at home. Full unredacted headline from the state of Florida. Florida man protects his car from a hurricane by parking it in his kitchen. It was a actually yeah. a prized like the- 70s or 80s vehicle, something like that. So he carefully, yes, parked it in the kitchen there. Nick did get a point, uh, but Derek with a nice three uh, there Dude, getting the full. I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't need I need that. like a I need a visual. <laughs> so I can imagine it's probably like a smaller sports car, considering it's say, it's something... gotta be a small car. It's gotta be somebody who's rich who has gigantic rooms. Big house. Yes, he Most has to have gigantic rooms with a lot of space and big, big doors. Like All right, I'm, so I'm not seeing it. Derek still with a nice uh nice comfortable lead here, heading to the second of these. Again, two redacted either phrases or words. This is a weird one from my home state. Colorado man uses a contraption on his blank. To push a blank up Pike's Peak. Oh man, that's a that's a climb. That uh, is a hike. It took him six days to do this, by the geez. way. So, okay, okay. So a Colorado man uses contraption on his nose, his crotch, or his feet to push a blank up Pike's Peak. So this did not start where I expected. I thought this was <laughs> going to be like on some item, not on him. <laughs> yeah, no, it is on him. He attached a contraption to himself, either to his nose, to his crotch, or to his feet. To push something up Pikes Peak, which, by the way, is a fourteen thousand okay. foot mountain. Think if you're not feet aware, makes any sense because if he puts it on his feet, how's he gonna? He has to walk, so how's he gonna push the thing? Whatever. Well, the question he, is, what if it was like on his ankle and they just said feet for the headline? Maybe it's no, like padding so. or something. So, yeah, I don't think it's feet. So that leaves either nose or crotch. Which, <laughs> for the purposes of this show, crotch would be the more popular answer, I would say, but. Uh, I'm going to go nose. All right, so Nick's going to lock in gonna go nose. nose. I don't know why, but I have this sense that it's like somebody who has like used like their nose ring to pull something up. To and do maybe, what? Maybe oh. there's like a world record of like... I've seen those videos. I don't know, the most vertical nose pull or something. Something That's just stupid. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm going with it. All right, you so... You went nose as well. Yeah, but for a smart reason, not for the reason... <laughs> oh, yeah, yours was a smart reason. You didn't even give a reason. <laughs> All right, so both locking in uh, with no... So a Colorado, Colorado man used his contraption on his blank to push either a friend, a peanut, or a stone up Pike's Peak. Okay, well, the peanut... Okay, well, I guess because we picked nose, that kind of rules out man. Yeah, you can't really, can't really push a friend. Well, I mean, I you mean, can nudge them, I Wait, guess. Wait, it, it but pushed it? He pushed it. Pushed it up Pike's Peak. So it wasn't a pulling. So there goes your nose ring theory. Yeah, but he could be pushing a stone then. Because I don't think he'd be able to pull the stone, but he could push it, right? He's just like... <laughs> I, I, I wish, wish, I, could, we I, wish a, I could describe the motion. The that visual, yeah. <laughs> and that's why it would take six days. I don't think it would have taken six days if it was the peanut. Pike's Peak is a heck of a trek. Dude. is up there. But like, I'm what going, if you're I'm like pushing it and you miss it on a push and it goes and falls down? It's not a cliff. It's not a cliff. It's a, st- it's a mountain. Yeah, it's there's big. A steep, I, there's steep parts to it. I understand what you're saying, but it is like it's like people hike up it all the time. It's like a, yes, there's hike. a trail. They don't walk, they hike. Yeah, so you can push it up. 
It's not a straight slope. But it, it would take you a long time regardless. Yeah, it took six days. <laughs> okay, well, so, but I don't understand why you wanted to rule out the peanut. I'm not. I just think the peanut would be quicker than the stone. You'd need more breaks with the stone. Oh, six I see. Days, depending on the I size think you of could the get stone. It done. I think you could get it done, the peanut, in two days. Ooh, challenge. With your nose? <laughs> what? Uh, I'd like okay, for so. you to go to Pike's Peak and push no, the peanut I'll with pass. You. I'll pass on I'll that. pass on that. All right, here it is. The full uh, wait, I, did, I didn't pick it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're locking in. I'm, he, he, I'm, didn't, he didn't get it in on the timer. It doesn't I'm count. Are you, he doesn't get to pick. He doesn't are you going stone then? I made a new rule. There's a shot clock. You didn't, you are you locking in with stone then, Derek? Yeah, I'm stone. I'm picking peanut because just to prove Derek wrong. And Nick's going to go with peanut. Here we go. This is what it is. Colorado man uses contraption on his nose to push a peanut on Pike's Peak. That sucks. And he's not even the first one to do it. He's apparently the fourth person to accomplish this feat. Was this like a thing? I you guess know, so. I missed the keyword contraption on the nose. He tied a kitchen I did not spoon. Realize that or was ta- in me. He like duct taped a kitchen me. spoon to his nose. See, if I would have heard contraption, I would have taken peanut. Because What's if you're using difference? a contra- contraption, well, you would have put okay, something I'm on confused. it. Okay, I'm confused. That's my fault. What? No, because he's pushing it on the ground. Well, that's why. No, but he, he, I, I don't know, man. When I heard contraption, there's no way you would have the stone on it. But Never you were know. pushing it on the ground. Is that what it said? Yes. Or you would say he was pushing it. You would need, but it's the just same says push concept. up. Still have to, speak is all you would it still says. need something to shove your nose in the stone with, right? No, I was just thinking he just straight up was like pushing it forward with his nose. Dirt. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Why? Then I would feel like I the know. peanut would be more difficult if you didn't have a contraption, because then you'd like start burying the peanut. All right. Contraption. Regardless, well, how big comes away with a three banger? I don't know. Just you know, five pounds. So Nick Maybe coming gonna away. Push a five-pound stone Maybe. with his nose. <laughs> Pushed a peanut. Well, <laughs> Pushed a peanut. A peanut's like two ounces. Yeah, but he had a contraption on it too. Could have weighed five pounds. So with that, I believe. Um, I don't even know why we're still having this conversation. I believe with that we're tied up at four now because Nick got all three there. Derek got one point there. So uh, with that, we're tied at four, heading into the final uh, headline. Back to the Sunshine Another State. High score. Four to man yeah. steals blank before blank inside a sporting goods store. So let's start with the first. A Florida man steals either a crucifix and lectern, shoes and socks, or steak and beer before blank inside a sporting goods store. So okay. what did he steal before whatever I'm allowed comes to next? Ask this question, but are you saying he stole the items specifically from the sports store, or no? He stole and the then came into the sports store. sports store. Yep. And then we're, we'll find out what he did in the sports store in just a, sm- a short moment. Okay. So he he was outside the sports store. He, he stole something from somewhere. Some yes. items that he was not supposed to have. Correct. In the sports store. And then went inside the sports store with said items. With said it's items. Possible he and then... stole the shoes and socks from somewhere, and he was going to try to like return them at the sports store to get money. Mm. Okay. Um, it's a common okay. swindler's I, trick here's the there. Thing, like, it, aren't lecterns like kind of big and heavy? Yes. Yeah, they usually like, are very he, large. How would he? First of all, why would he say steal that he it? walked everywhere? Well, first of all, why would car. he steal it? Second of all, why would he take it into the sports store? <laughs> I don't know. Again, we're going back down to the Maybe state of Florida there. here. So he hiding in his locker, he had to make his shift at work, and he's like, "Crap, I'm running late." <laughs> what was the other option? Uh, shoes and socks, or steak and beer. So, what did this man steal before his? What, I don't. I don't understand the correlation between steak and beer either. Is it possible that the sports store had some grills, and he was going to try to light it up, and he didn't have a grill at home? Oh, he so he some stole steak. the steak and beer from like a like a grocery store. And then went to the Wait, sporting goods store, grill at home. store and was like, I'm going to just... And we still haven't found out the second redacted phrase yet. So, or word, I don't know. I, this I could say. really be any of this them. This is tough. This, this is could tough. be any of them. This is a tough one. I told you. I'll I'm, be honest. Like, I don't think it matters which one we choose. I think it's a complete guess. So 
I'm just going to use a number generator on this one. All oh, right, oh Nick, what do, Nick, what do you think? I'm going to go your with gut thinking. <laughs> I'm just going to go with the lectern, I guess. I don't the, know. <laughs> the crucifix and lectern. Okay, so Nick's going to lock in with that. I got there. number one on the generator, so I don't know which one. That would have been that as well, crucifix okay. and lectern. So you guys both well, going in no with fun. that. Uh, Florida man. So now you guys will have to choose differently because Florida man steals before uh, steals blank before going on. A violent rampage before preaching or before defecating inside said well, I didn't take steak and beer because then you know cooking would have been the <laughs> well violent rampage could be steak and beer. You never, yeah, you never know. But again, he steals blank before okay, well, again, his violent rampage. The option for preaching is there, but <laughs> it could be bait. You never know. It could be bait. Because again, you guys both obviously. Like you know, a fan favorite of this particular segment, defecating, is on there as well. And again, Sunshine State. So that's very see, possible. The thing, it could be defecating just because, but like, there's <laughs> nothing about the first answer that leads to the second answer being defecating. You know what I mean? It would just be completely <laughs> random. It'd be a non sequitur. <laughs> I think. It I mean, think it's not. But it. it's not impossible that it could have been like no, he stole be. some shoes and socks. But they've nothing to do it, with so each that, other. Just so the cops wouldn't catch him, he like pooped on himself or something. Oh my god! And he gosh. thought that would deter the cops from getting it. <laughs> I'm using a gem generate on this one, too. <laughs> so this is a hard one here, boys, definitely. So, again, either a violent rampage, preaching, or defecating inside said sporting goods store. I got one again, so we're going violent rampage. Okay, so Derek, lock it in with rampage. Nick, what are you thinking? Uh, man, I don't know. Because like, you going to hedge your bets and try and tie, or are you going to think different here? No, I'm going to think different. Because I'm either going to go with defecating or preaching. Preaching because I picked the lectern to start. But or I think the smart hedge for me in this situation would be to pick defecating because then I have a possibility of getting two answers right. Mm -hmm. There I'm is gonna that. I'm going to go with defecating. Okay, so he's going to go with defecating. Nick Lockening. There, here it is, gentlemen. And uh, with the week seven victory by just one point this week, Florida man steals steak and beer. So you both got that one wrong before his violent rampage inside oh a sporting my. goods store, dude. So. Boy, I'll tell you what, not uh, not too bad, but so still a fairly no. high-scoring week. Again, you both... Well, for now, we yeah. have to review the tape. Nick might have zero <laughs> oh, this week. We'll go back and check it out. <laughs> do your stupid tape. Nick, do five you to four. To do. E even with the W, he's not going to let you uh, hold that down by any means. Come on. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I will, I'll, I'll vouch for you, Nick. But uh, nonetheless, Derek coming away with another victory this week, and uh, five to four. But uh, nonetheless, always appreciate you guys, including me and your fun Florida man, Lat Mad Libs. We will return Wait, next week. Oh, that's right. I, I love this part of the show, Nick. I yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got one. Yeah. He's got one. Okay. one of my favorites. This isn't another Kansas man, is it? I do have a Kansas man. Do you want me to do the Kansas one or the, could, uh, I have a different I, one? Okay. I did find is one. Is it a different one from the one you were telling me about earlier? Uh, yes, it is a different one. Oh. I, I think so. Pretty well, sure. No, he just... He, okay, well, he, what's the good one that you had? Let's just, just go I've with two. it. He so, had one and he was like, I don't know if... Let's do you want go a Kansas man or non-Kansas man? Because he had one earlier, but he told me he wasn't sure if he could go on the air. Oh, this is not it. This is a different one. Okay, yeah. well then let's do that. Like, yeah, let's just uh, let's get let's get our Kansans involved. Okay, we're doing Kansan. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Kansas, Kansas man and his team blank for free. It's about blank. They blank for free. Okay, okay. so Kansas team. Um. So okay. Getting, in my mind, I'm envisioning like a little league baseball team. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kansas man and his team blank for free. It's about blank. Kansas man and his team mow lawns for free. Make a nude calendar for free. That would be bad if it was the baseball Yeah, that would team. be bad. Uh, Kansas man and his team eat your trash for free. It's about blank. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think it's got to be either mow lawns or nude calendars. Right? Yeah, for some reason, I immediately went to those as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go just because 
I don't know, team. You always you hear, I mean, calendars and stuff that happens yeah. quite often. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go with considering I see some sort of smirk on his face over there. I'm going to go with the weird one. You guys don't think I'm going to go with the weird one. I'm going to go with the weird one eating trash. I'm going to go so, with Mo Lawns. Okay. Okay. Molon's eating trash. Gosh, nice. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were going with calendar. No, no, oh, I th- that's because that one's okay. just kind of generic. There okay, are a okay, lot of okay, teams okay, out okay, there okay. that do calendar. Kansas Man so. and his team blank for free. It's about sending a message, <laughs> restoring dignity to those down on their luck, freedom. Holy cow! Okay. Um. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so him and his team. If I went with garbage, we'll eat your garbage for free. You should because pick, you freedom should pick restoring because, dignity. Oh, I don't, I don't think that's a good one. <laughs> that that makes be, perfect sense no. with your answer. Couldn't it be sending a message? It's I about think sending I, a that's message. kind of where I was. I, I think message is. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I think could be about freedom. I can do whatever I want. I am going to go with trash. Uh, restoring the dignity of people that are down the luck for mowing your <laughs> yeah, lawn. Okay. I'm going to say Listen, freedom. Somebody's got a lawn they need, they need mowed. <laughs> the team's going to come mow their lawn for them. Yeah, I'm going to say freedom because if this guy's eating <laughs> trash, then he's obviously just wanting to do his own thing. So what is eating it? Eating trash, the neighbor comes out. What are you doing? <laughs> freedom! Freedom! <laughs> freedom! All right. Uh, Kansas man and his team mow lawns for free. Nice. It's about restoring dignity to those down the hey! Let's go! some fun other options. Yeah, but you threw me down a, down a different hallway there. I'll tell you what, that's the fun. That's the fun about being in the house sometimes. Nick, nicely done, nicely done. But uh, boys, I'll see you next week. All right, he's Sam Speck with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. That is Florida Man Mad Libs. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Depending on. Thanks for listening to the Best of RCST podcast. And a reminder, you can catch our show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 live on KLWN and Lawrence, 101.7 FM, 1320 AM, or anywhere you're online at klwn.com or the KLWN app. Thanks for listening.